everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to today's Tuesday episode with Laurel Gallucci. Laurel is the co-founder of Sweet Laurel Bakery here in Los Angeles and possibly one of the most down-to-earth, kind, and humble guests that I've ever had the privilege of welcoming on to the podcast. Before we dive into my conversation with Laurel, I want to wish you all a very happy week. It's going to be a great week this week. We had a fantastic weekend here in California where my husband and I live and we enjoyed some beach time, some hang time. It was awesome and I hope that you can say the same for your weekend. I wanted to extend a really special thank you for all of you who entered our giveaway last Friday, this past Friday, on How'd She Do That podcast. We partnered with my new friend Lauren Taylor of Lowell and LE Fine Jewelry to give away a beautiful necklace so please be staying tuned for many more giveaways to come we have so many amazing things coming up with the podcast including today's episode including episodes that i am recording weekly it is so incredible to see the fun growth that we've had at how'd she do that podcast and we're not even one years old yet started this in 2020 and we will have our one year birthday in june so i'm just so grateful and i'm so grateful to guests like laurel who would join me and come on the podcast and share their amazing stories. I do want to give you guys a quick update. We had a little bit of an audio issue. This is not the norm at How Did She Do That Podcast, and luckily, Laurel sounds great. Uh, My mic was just a little heavy, and so you might hear that, and if you do, just click on through me and take in Laurel's awesome wisdom. Well, as always, if you enjoy today's episode, we hope that you will share it with a friend, share it on social media. I know Laurel and I would both love to hear from you, and be sure sure to check out Laurel's most recent cookbook, Sweet Laurel Savory, is out now. Okay, guys, here is Laurel Gallucci on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Laurel Gallucci, is a co-founder of Sweet Laurel Bakery. Sweet Laurel is a Whole Foods baking company, meaning no filler, no weird stuff, just the best organic whole ingredients going into delicious grain-free, dairy-free, and refined sugar-free baked goods. It's all about loving the food you eat instead of punishing yourself for craving it. Laurel is one of seven children and has been baking delicious treats since she could turn on the oven. Years later, Laurel was struck with an aggressive autoimmune disorder. Her doctor put her on a strict elimination diet, and after months of baking treats for her family and friends that she couldn't touch, she finally said enough is enough and started tinkering with the ingredients she could eat. When she shared her grain-free and refined sugar-free goods with family and friends, they were blown away. Excited by their reactions and encouragement, Laurel turned her test kitchen into Sweet Laurel Bakery so that everyone could enjoy her treats. When Laurel isn't working with her co-founder and creative director, Claire Thomas, sharing her baking tips on Instagram Live, 
or creating a recipe out of her cult favorite cookbook. She is likely enjoying time at home with her family, which includes her husband and two sons, Nico and Cal. Laurel, welcome to How'd She Do That? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I've been so excited to welcome you, and I have a quick hello from my husband. He says, thank you for your amazing recipes. I often make them, and he really enjoys eating them, so thank you. Oh, awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. That makes me so happy. So fun. He, he knew that I was speaking with you today, and he was like, oh, tell her that I love it. So it's just awesome. so Yes, it's just so fun to have you on. And boy, I am just so excited to hear more about the bakery, your story. I know bits and pieces of it. So to kind of put it all together today, I am pumped. Yes, I'm excited to share. I love sharing my story and Sweet Laurel with everyone. Oh, well, it's an awesome one. And I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. I would love to kind of start from the beginning. I love to start from the beginning with guests. I have a lot of recent graduates, uh, young people pivoting in their career that would kind of like to hear a little more insight into the beginning stages of your career. So I'd love to hear perhaps where did you go to school? What did you major in? What did that season of life look like for you? Yeah, that's such a great question. I love that you take it way back. Um, so I actually went to UCLA. I was a history and ed- history major, education minor, and um, all throughout college, all throughout high school, all throughout elementary school, even I was baking as a hobby. And um, but my heart was always education, and it still is. I love sharing whatever I can with other people that would help them in their daily life. And um, so when I um, finished college, I'm also, you know, as hence the history major, I am a legitimate history nerd. I'm always (laughs) to get my mind off of, you know, things that I'm working on. I will read the most random history books ever and have a grand old time. But anyway, so I actually, um, I went, to Pepperdine to get my master's in education following my undergraduate studies. And I became a school teacher. I first taught high school after getting my master's in teaching credential. And then I moved into elementary school. And it was funny because even while I was working as a school teacher, I managed to find a way to bake. And I would be teaching fractions or whatever. And, you know, we would, of course, do some baking. And um, I worked at a private school my last couple years of teaching. And um, I would, you know, bake with them like once a week. And then even when I taught high school at a public school, um, I was um, part of the after school cooking club. And so there was, you know, it was in me, right? And so after five years of working as an educator, Um, I came down with my autoimmune condition that literally stopped me in my tracks. And that's when I had to quit my job as a school teacher. I was planning to take a year off to heal. And um, that's kind of when I discovered healing through food and all the sweet laurel recipes. And then um, next thing you know, six months into my year off, um, I had started a grain-free bakery with my partner, Claire Thomas. So that's kind of like the timeline and the background my education and all that fun stuff. And like I said, full circle, I love sharing what I can with people that would help them. And 
that's where the education cornerstone of Sweet Laurel comes into play because that really is our mission is to share the recipes, share the mm. healing food and teach people how they can nourish themselves if they have autoimmune issues or allergies or what have you, they can still enjoy life with baked goods. And that's kind of what we're doing. Oh my gosh. Well, I love it. And to hear that you're actually in, you are an expert in education, getting your master's. And I love that Pepperdine connect. Um, But gosh, it makes so much sense. I didn't know that about your story, but you are such a great teacher when you're doing Instagram lives or when you're sharing recipes. I mean, the videos and whatnot that I've seen of you, you're so good at that. So to put it together, well, to put it together, you're a trained teacher. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes so much sense. I was actually terrified of my first class because schoolers that were like a couple years younger than me. And it like, you know, after that experience, I just, I've had such an easier time sharing what's on my heart with people um, after being put through that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's hilarious. And I think anyone who needs a confidence boost should probably go substitute teach a high school class. Oh my gosh. Well, well, this is really interesting because, um, again, for those of you who are listening, you may be familiar with autoimmune disorders. You may have actually experienced this yourself. But for those who are listening, and, and myself included, who might not be as familiar with what this looked like for you, can you tell us a little bit about what that season looked like? I mean, th- this really came out of left field and, and changed your life in many negative ways, but ultimately you were able to kind of turn it around for good. But tell us about what was that season of life like for you? Absolutely. So I was first diagnosed with my autoimmune disease in 2012. And at first it was a medical diagnosis that I was told would never go away. Um, It was a chronic illness. Um, At the time I wasn't having symptoms except for a I had a goiter. I have what's called Hashimoto's disease, and it's um, a type of hypothyroidism. And my OB was doing, I was like having a routine appointment, and he noticed that I had a goiter in my neck area, which I had never noticed before. So that was literally my first symptom. And then it wasn't until two years later that the symptoms started to really ramp up, and it was a very quick climb. Um, within two months, I had lost a bunch of weight. I had lost all my energy. I could not work out. And I was always working out. I was like that person that was always doing something. And um, so I, I couldn't move. I was so tired. And also, in addition, my um, gut had kind of just stopped working. Like I was struggling with chronic constipation and lots of pain after eating. And it was just not fun. It was terrible. And so for, for me, my autoimmune condition really ramped up after two years of not addressing the deep issue. I was kind of doing Band-Aid fixes for the first couple years there. And um, my period had stopped and my doctor told me to start taking birth control, which actually is a Band-Aid fix. And so... Um, you know, this was all, I was kind of just like rolling with the flow for the, for a while there. And then when all these other issues came up, I was like, no, 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 we got to do something here. And my dad, who's actually a medical doctor told me, you can't put your health off another year. It's just going to get worse. You need to seek someone else's opinion here. So I started to work with a functional medicine doctor who took one look at me and knew 
per my condition, which is Hashimoto's disease, I needed to change my lifestyle. And she, her recommendation was that I go 100% paleo overnight and address my gut issues. So I did that. And lo and behold, I started to feel better. And after a few years, and I'm not kidding you, like it was at first, you know, I started to notice little things like the energy was coming back. My, I addressed my gut issues. My digestive system was so much better. And I wasn't like experiencing pain and bloat after every meal. And then two years later, I miraculously got pregnant with my firstborn son, Nico. And then um, now, uh, you know, this was in 2014 that I changed my diet. So now we're in 2021. Since about 2018, my antibodies to my thyroid have been negative, meaning that my Hashimoto's disease is seriously in remission. So like when I get my blood work done, my thyroid panel is completely normal and I'm not taking any hormones for it. So it's a miracle. I worked really closely with a practitioner to accomplish this. I don't recommend doing this on your own. And I also changed my diet completely and was a stickler about it. Like I did not cheat. You can ask any of my friends and family. You know, like people would always, like even my mom, she's like, try this, it's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to have a piece of that lemon meringue pie from wherever because I don't want to risk it. You know, I I will stay away from it with a 10 foot pole. So like, I don't cheat. I'm very, I'm very strict with my diet, but it's because it works. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so interesting because I was thinking too, like, okay, what's the timeline here on your personal life? Because I know you have Nico and now you have Cal. And at that point, so when you got pregnant, at that point, you were feeling better. Is that right? Or were there some situations that came throughout pregnancy through the autoimmune disorder that were more challenging for you? Yeah. So first of all, me getting pregnant was an absolute miracle because I hadn't had a period for four years. So wow, I literally felt terrible before getting pregnant just because I wasn't ovulating and I didn't have those hormones that are so important, like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. I had like, like I would get my panels done for that and it would be like nothing there. And it, that was a really weird feeling for me. It's very strange. Anyone who's had um, hormonal issues knows it's not fun. And so um, I, I was really struggling with that. And my practitioner, Margaret, and I were working really closely to address this because this was actually the number one thing that I wanted to address because I was, you know, in my mid-20s and not having a period and I really wanted to change that. And so... um. When I miraculously got pregnant with Nico, being pregnant put usually puts people's autoimmune conditions in remission. And so I went into remission, felt great my whole pregnancy, and then was very careful in the postpartum period to stay true to my diet, to make sure I'm addressing all my nutrient levels. You know, I Margaret, my practitioner, and I worked really closely to get everything in line from like a nutrient standpoint so that my body wouldn't swing back into like an autoimmune issue because that happens with moms often. And so, um, new moms, I should say. And so, um, miraculously I stayed in remission the whole time, stayed in remission until I got pregnant with my second and I'm still in remission. Um, 
So it's great. I get my blood work done every like four to six months just to make sure. And um, it's, you know, an awesome testament to what food can do and what a lifestyle change can do and what's supporting your nutrient load and like making sure you're, you know, eating correctly and um, listening to your body really. Um, so it's, it's a testament to that. Oh my gosh. Well, and so many pieces of your story that I know are encouraging to listeners. And even with that last little bit of info that you shared, I just hear the the educator in you, but it's amazing because your story is one that I know has already encouraged many women. I know it's going to today with this call. So first and foremost, thank you for sharing all of that because that, that season of life, I mean, I really can't imagine, but, but at the same time, tell us this. Is this when the baking begins? I mean, what what does it look like when you're getting started with all of that? Yeah, so the timeline's really interesting, actually, because I changed my diet in 2014. And this is back when no one was making grain-free anything. Like, you couldn't go to the grocery store and find a single thing that was grain-free labeled. You know, like, like you could find peanut butter. That's grain-free, obviously. But, like, <laughs> you couldn't find a cracker or cake or brownies or whatever. Now it's everywhere, right? But um, at the time, you know, I changed my diet overnight, like I said, and I was a stickler about it. And I had to go into, okay, if I want tacos, I'm making my own tortillas and I'm making my own everything and I'm going to make the salsa and I'm going to make, you know, the vegan cheese, you know, like it was like pretty extreme. So I literally made all my own food. And, um, it was a super interesting time in my life because I couldn't have done it without the support of my husband. He went all in with me. He was like, you're eating paleo. I'm going to do it with you. You know, um, he's still 80, 20 to this day, he calls it. So like he 80% of the time and at home, absolutely. He eats paleo. So this was 2014 and in 2015, a few months later, that's when I started Sweet Laurel with Claire Thomas. And it was because I had started to get into baked goods too, because um, I started to miss them. So I missed brownies, cookies. I was, I was baking all that stuff and I, you know, sharing it with friends and family. And so one day I went to my friend Claire Thomas's house. She was having a housewarming party and I brought a chocolate cake and I told her, this is paleo. This is five ingredients and it's delicious. And she literally didn't believe me. She was like, no, so good. there's no way. And I told her what the ingredients were and she just like, couldn't believe me. And she was like, Laurel, this is not normal for something paleo to take like this. She was like, we need to do something with this. And at the time I was like, great, let's do something. I had no conceptual idea of what that would turn into. I was just like, cool. And so we kind of just went for it. And Claire, like I shared with you earlier, Emily, she is like the big picture visionary of Sweet Laurel who kind of saw this playing out. She saw the brand before her eyes. She saw the cookbook. And I'm just like kind of standing there with my grain-free cake. And um, she saw she saw all this. And I, I'm forever grateful for that because it's touched and helped so many people. And also pushed me completely out of my comfort zone. I never thought I'd be running a company and doing what I'm doing. But um, it's been 
the most tremendous experience because at the end of the day, I know so many people are benefiting from this. So many people are being helped from this. And um, we're touching lives, touching people, changing how people are feeling and teaching them how to nourish themselves, really. And um, giving them the tools to do so. So it really is this amazing um, experience that I have been so blessed to kind of fall into really like what was first doctor's orders, diet change that I was put on turned into something really beautiful. And that's kind of how it all began. Oh my gosh. Well, to hear the story behind it and to put together the pieces, I mean, even hearing that you were a teacher before this, I already said this, but it just makes so much sense. And then for Claire to bring her real visionary, big picture uh, element to the business and for you guys to thrive, not only in friendship, but as well as business together. Oh, I love it. Well, also, I do have to say, I, I'm not sure if there's a version of, of that chocolate cake that you're kind of referencing in the first cookbook. There absolutely is. So it's actually the first cake recipe in the cake chapter. It's called the chocolate cake that changed everything. Yep. That is literally the cake I brought to her house that she couldn't believe was paleo. So that's why we call it the chocolate cake that changed everything. And people <laughs> love it. I love, like, honestly, when I need a little moral support, I just check the Sweet Laurel Cookbook hashtag because I cannot believe people's creations. They're gorgeous, first of all. And then just seeing how many people are enjoying it, it, it really is so encouraging and beautiful to see everyone's individual style and creative thing and then you know they share about why they're making it you know whether it's just for fun or they have a loved one with celiac disease or what have you i i love um checking that out from time to time and that cake is very popular <laughs> and for good reason i'll add our our friend group um in malibu you have a massive group of ladies that we make that cake for pretty much every birthday of a friend's <laughs> i well one day i need to meet you ladies and say thank you so thank you Oh my goodness. Well, we would, we would, there would be a few girls that would pretty much lose their minds over that. So, so thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, well, what did that, that beginning stage look like? I mean, Claire comes to you and she says, okay, Laurel, or, she, or she's looking at this cake. She's like, what? So what was the next step? Are you guys, you know, baking for neighbors? What did that kind of look like? You know, it was interesting because we both, like, I especially had no idea what the next steps were going to be. And we just kind of went for it. And Claire has this like kind of brand building natural ability. And she was like, you know, we, she had, she had experience, she's been in food forever. And she knew like, if we, if we can get this in front of certain people, if we can make sure to share it, you know, on social media, like, like, pretty much right off the bat, she had me start the Sweet Laurel Bakery account. And that's when, um, you know, the community really started. And um, I would just share recipes, share pictures of things I was baking, share how to make like the simple swap of coconut milk or whatever. And um, we started the Sweet Laurel blog. And so it really did start with that education background. And the thing we did that I would say is very different than other bakeries and businesses is we started off the bat doing experimental, experiential workshops. So people would come 
and learn how to nourish themselves. And it was so popular. So um, every workshop would sell out. Um, there wouldn't be a workshop where someone wasn't tearing up because it was the first time they had a brownie in five years. You know, like just something that was normal for Sweet Laurel in the first couple of years. And um, we really met what I would refer to as our core customer group. And um, these people are still our customers and supporters to this day. And then it was just like this grassroots spreading of, um, you know, people telling all their friends whether in person or on social media. And the brand just grew over time. We had some very key press moments at the very beginning. You know, we were after a month or so of launching our website. And that was a huge, huge, huge thing for our business. And um, a few other publications really bolstered the integrity of Sweet Laurel at the beginning there. And, um, you know, that was super helpful. Brand building was happening and um, we all of a sudden had this core group of customers, fans, friends. And it was at that point that, you know, people started saying, oh, hey, can you make my birthday cake? Because we actually selling things at this time. And so it was more just about that education backbone and sharing the recipes. And um, so it was then that I launched our cottage law industry at the very beginning. So um, we started in my home kitchen, actually. And there's a law in LA that if you are making under a certain amount per year, you can produce food in your home kitchen, if it's by the health department, and if you hand deliver it. So I delivering cakes all throughout LA. People would order on our site. I would fulfill the orders and I would show up at their door with a cake. And that was probably the whole first year. And we grew out of that quickly. Um, we launched our wholesale, um, which you have to have a commercial kitchen to do wholesale. And um, the volume just started increasing. So our orders started really picking up. I hired my first baker. And then, you know, this is like a year in, things just started picking up. Like we got um, our first cookbook deal, which is the Sweet Laurel Cookbook uh, in 2016. And um, so we worked on that. It was published in 2018. And the brand building just kept going. You know, we started shipping our cakes nationally. And then um, 2018, we took the big leap of faith of opening our first storefront location. Everyone we had a storefront location and I was always like, no, we actually don't. And then in 2019, we launched uh, Sweet Laurel Cake Coffee and Tea in Pacific Palisades, which I'm sure you've been there, Emily, if you live in Malibu. Yes. And um, so it's, you know, that's a really awesome place because people every day, we have destination customers who have, you know, driven for 12 hours to come to Sweet Laurel and been following four years, you know, and it's really special because they can finally touch, feel, taste the brand that they've had a relationship with for years. And, um, you know, that's something really special about the cake shop that we love. It's like our brick and mortar location and, um, people, you know, are really grateful that we're there and it's, it's a really special place to be. And, you know, even in these pandemic times, it's been, such a pleasure to be, you know, that place that can provide a slice of normal to people going through so much because, you know, people are really going through it right now. And 
giving cake and cookies and brownies to people. It just, you know, puts a smile on their face and, um, you know, gives them a sense that, you know, you know, one day everything's going to be okay. And so I'm, I'm really grateful that we're, we're able to be there for our people right now. And um, the business, despite going through the crazy last 12 months that we've gone through, we've seen some really positive growth and like for our e-commerce sales have really um, increased and people, you know, because they can't go anywhere, they're shipping themselves cake and brownies and cookie dough. And it's a very popular thing. And um, we're forever grateful for the support of our community because it's really helping us get through these times. Oh my goodness. Well, absolutely. And it's so fun to hear more about your story. And even I'm connecting some dots. I mean, you guys, we kind of started this journey back in 2014. And that was when the autoimmune disorder came to be, it seems. And then and then moving forward, okay, 2018, a negative test through food, the tie-in with the business, Claire coming on board. I mean, this is so fun to think about the steps. But I want to backtrack just briefly because you said something earlier that is so, I mean, you guys, for those of you who know Laurel and for those of you who know Sweet Laurel and what it is now, I just want to pause for a second. And did you guys hear that she was actually hand delivering cake around Los Angeles? I mean, thinking about you doing that and seeing where the business is now, it should be such an encouragement to those of you who are listening. Do what you can with whatever it is that you're hoping to move forward in. I mean, this is a little bit of a, a, an entrepreneurial soapbox because I'm just loving everything Laurel is sharing, but do what you can until you can't anymore. Laurel, it came to a, a point, she couldn't deliver those cakes anymore and, and the growth continued. So to hear those details, it's like, oh my gosh. And and so many little details you mentioned being featured in Goop very early on. Uh, but I'd love to know, what was a real wow moment for you uh, with Sweet Laurel? Yeah, you know, that is such a good question. And I feel so blessed to say this, but there have been multiple wow moments. But I would say probably the biggest one was when Claire and I took this step of faith in 2015 and we launched this thing. We had our first workshop with some very um, well-connected women in Los Angeles and their answer was, yes, please, more. <laughs> like Claire and I were like, okay, we have something. If these ladies approve of it and if they're wanting more and literally I taught this workshop, they asked like 100 questions and showing their interest, showing their support. And like that was a big momentum shift for me because, and for Claire also, because at this point we thought we had something, but we didn't know it would be so well received by people who really thought that this was the next best thing. And so um, that was probably the first wow moment that was followed by so many like subsequent ones. And um, I, 
I, like I said, I feel so blessed to say that I've had several wow moments. <laughs> well, and to think of you and your darling family and, and Nico and Cal, I know that they frequent the bakery. So to think of you guys, gosh, being there, seeing that space, what was it like for you? Because you mentioned this and you said it so eloquently, you really grew a community through your workshops, through the the love of your food, through, through healing. I mean, for someone to be in a workshop and, and they're crying, they haven't tasted chocolate in years because of whatever ailment they may have. And, and you said it so well, your community, I mean, you've got people driving from all over the place. I've taken my Texas relatives to the bakery. What was it like to see your brand almost in real life in that space? That was a really special moment. Um, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it when we first opened, it was probably one of the most stressful moments of my life because I, (laughs) how are we going to do this? Taking a business that was primarily online and wholesale to having that retail footprint was a big shift for us, you know, that customer facing um, side of things. And that was something where it was so incredibly special to, like I said, meet people that had driven for hours just to come to Sweet Laurel and be there for people. Um, it was incredibly rewarding and something that although challenging proved to be an amazing part of the brand where, like I said, people can touch, feel, taste the brand. Mm. And, um, you know, we had so much fun bringing that space to life. It truly was a group effort on our ownership team. You know, my business partner, Claire, obviously, um, her beautiful design skills. And then we both, and I love talking about this, we both like successfully lassoed our husbands into being like (laughs) a burn the midnight oil working on sweet oral. They, you know, both, they both do. My husband um, was pretty much in charge of the store build out of our cake shop, did all the, you know, design details and, or not not the architect uh, electrical, Plumbing, what they call MEP. He did all that stuff. He worked with the landlord. We, you know, it was lots of work there. And then um, Claire's husband, Craig, is our CFO and helps all sorts of things in that department. You know, we're pretty much on the phone every day talking, but, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's a group effort on our own. Uh, And the cake shop was one of those moments where the four of us had very specific roles that we were working towards. And that was a super fun thing to do as a team and bring to life and for it to be so um, well received by our, um, you know, by our uh, community. It was so rewarding. Oh, and such a family affair. It sounds like it's, it's really, it's really cool because at the beginning of, of our conversation, you know, I said, I'm really eager to hear, you know, put all the pieces together and it's incredible to hear, you know, there's themes. When I think of sweet Laurel bakery, when I think of you guys, there's different themes that come to mind, not just good food, but the ones that I'm hearing today, I'm even more excited and encouraged by, of course, one would be education and then community and ultimately family. So I just, I just, I mean, I I was already a fan, but now I'm like, this is so fun. And it's so fun to hear just the details about what you've learned along the way. Uh, And I would love to know perhaps, what are you learning now 
oh, what am I not learning now? Is <laughs> um, it's been one of those years where I could write a full on twenty chapter book on what I learned <laughs> as a business owner. Um, I, I'm learning a lot about just where to put your energy, how to balance, you know, that whole work family mm. life cycle. You know, that, that's always been something that's been a little challenging for me. And especially, you know, when you're working 14 hours a day, sometimes more, it's like, you know, you have to be very, very intentional about who you're spending your time with, what you're doing. And, um, you know, I'm learning a lot about that, but then also just the nuts and bolts of the business, you know, we're bringing products to market right now and that's a whole process and, you know, how to work with people from, you know, all sorts of different, you know, types of people, you know, you're, you're interacting with and, communication. There's just, there's a lot. And I'm, I'm super grateful, like I said, for the opportunity I have at Sweet Laurel, because I feel like it's like um, an entrepreneur's dream to be so immersed in something. You really have to get your um, feet wet, get, you know, be 110% all in. And, um, you know, for me, it's been my whole life just kind of turned around and, you know, sharing what's going on. You know, I'm sharing daily what I'm doing, right? But I'm also living what I do. And um, it's, it's, it's been a crazy experience, but so positive. And like I said, I'm so grateful for it. Oh, well, we're grateful that you would take the time to share and to share your recipes and ultimately ship them out. You guys, like she said, you can find them at Air One and all, all many, many more places. You can check it out online. Uh, we've talked so much, and this has been so fun. I actually feel like I could talk to you for a lot longer. But we've talked about the beginning stages, gosh, the middle stages, the, the cookbook a little bit. I, I'd love to know because there's always something, and you mentioned we've got products going out and whatnot. There's always something happening with you guys over at Sweet Laurel. So I'd love to know what's next for you. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, our savory cookbook is coming out. This is the most incredible companion to the first Sweet Laurel cookbook. If you don't already have the first Sweet Laurel cookbook, it's all desserts pretty much, grain-free, refined sugar-free, dairy-free. Sweet Laurel Savory, our second book, is all grain-free, refined sugar-free, and dairy-free, but it's the savory spinoff. So, you know, we have biscuits, um, tortillas, all sorts of types of delicious breads and burger buns and things like that. Oh my gosh. The second part of the book goes into like full-on entrees with those um, different pieces. So um, we have delicious meals uh, for breakfast or dinner in there. And that's coming out on the 23rd. It's something we're very excited about. And um, also, you know, we're, con like I mentioned earlier, our online business is bustling right now. We're shipping cakes nationally, shipping products and baked goods nationally. So you, if you have um, a special occasion or just because or want to share, send, send someone a care package, sweetworld.com is your place. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I'm sure that many of you guys have already kind of looked to see what it is you might send yourself today, which is so fun. Uh, Laurel, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? I don't think so. I think we did it. We we dove right in. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, I love to welcome amazing guests on the podcast like yourself. And one way to ensure that I'm able to do that is just continuing the the theme of networking. I always encourage my listeners to take the time to network, connect with friends. Uh, perhaps you could be in a business situation like Claire and Laurel. How fun would that be? Uh, but with all of that in mind, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their how she do that story? Well, I really love the story of my mentor, Candace Nelson. If you haven't already had her on, she's pretty incredible and been such a huge example to me. And also, like I said, a mentor and um, her story is incredible. Oh. So she's who I'd, who I'd recommend. Oh, absolutely. And for those of you who don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, that would be the founder of Sprinkles, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, no doubt that would be another sweet episode, pun intended. Oh my goodness. Well, Laurel, thank you so much. I know I've been teasing this a little bit and many of you have probably already looked up. Many of you are probably already following Sweet Laurel on social and whatnot, but where can listeners connect with you? Yeah. So um, if you're not following Sweet Laurel Bakery on social, please do so. You can also follow me personally at Laurel Gallucci for more of a behind the scenes approach to sweet laurel. <laughs> and, you know, I, I love sharing, you know, what I'm doing. I love sharing recipes, all sorts of things. Um, so that's the best place to find me. Awesome. Well, you guys are going to enjoy getting to know Laurel. I know that I have really enjoyed our conversation today. And again, I can't thank you enough for your time. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Emily, for having me. And thank you for your Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next week for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.